Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome, welcome, welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. Got my man, Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. I appreciate you joining us. Presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. And always, always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Ten minutes away from NFL questions and answers. A lot of games have a lot of questions that need some answers. We're definitely going to talk about those games coming up in about ten minutes. And like Harry Douglas... This poor man has had the misfortune of doing radio shows with me in the past, and Harry does not know exactly what Eric Allen went through all those years. We did the NFL on ESPN Radio. He's one of the dear friends that I have, not just in this business, outside of the business. Played 14 years in the NFL. He's a semifinals with a Pro Football Hall of Fame. It's a pleasure bringing our brother Eric Allen. Hit him on Twitter at EricAllen619. Before we get into anything, EA, brother, how are you doing, by the way? <laughs> it's been way too long, Freddie, man. Harry, what's going on? It's great. I'm here in San Diego, as of course, uh, sun shining. It's December, and it's probably 70 degrees outside, so things are really well, Freddie. So I got to ask you, EA, man, you played in this rivalry before. How mm. intense really is it when you talk about the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles? <laughs> I, I tell you what, I, it took on like a life of its own. Uh, because when I first came to Philadelphia in 1988, that was the first year that uh, Buddy Ryan didn't like the fact that the ownership came in and moved out Tom Landry, Mm. and he wanted to prove a point. So those first couple years, man, we sacked Troy Aikman like 10 times one time. You know, we used to beat him up. You know, they were kind of like little brothers. But as they began to build their football team, their roster with that trade – uh, for Herschel Walker, you saw the players come in defensively. They started to kind of arm those players. So it was always a great battle. That week leading up to the game, I mean, the fans were just rabid. It didn't matter if it was in Philly or down in Dallas. It was going to be a, just an amazing and awesome uh, event for all the fans to, to be a part of. What was it like seeing that shift? Because like you mentioned, they were not even the little brothers. They were sleeping in the doghouse when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Eric, what was that like when all of a sudden you looked at them and said, oh, man, it's not just our division or the then Washington Redskins division. Those bros are coming down in Dallas. It, it, guys, it was kind of like, what did we create, right? That was <laughs> kind of like we thought that we had beat them up so bad. Their thing was we just got to beat the Eagles. we got to have a football team that compete offensively, that's physical, that's tough and then a defense that can match up with Randall Cunningham, be able to keep him inside the pocket. And I remember the the tide turned. We won a big playoff game in 92 against the New Orleans Saints, and we came into uh, Dallas, and we thought, man, this is, our, this is our time. It's our ticket. And they just ran basically a cover two on defense against Randall, kind of kept him in the pocket and just kept him from making those, you know, explosive deep plays. And then offensively, man, that offensive line was just giving it to us a little bit. And uh, <laughs> they were able to get over the hump. And that's that famous locker room 
celebration where Jimmy Johnson says, how about those Cowboys? Because they had finally taken care of the hated and vaunted Philadelphia Eagles. Well, during those times, were there any point that you happened to run across Rex Ryan or Rob Ryan, any oh, one of those guys? <laughs> give us, give no, us one no. of these. Give us, I was about to say, give us something, that, a story we may be able to use later on or something. <laughs> but, you know, the, the one thing was at the end of the season at the Pro Bowl, talking to Michael Urban. And, and, and before that, you know, it was all Eagles, and we'd come over there, and we'd be in our Kelly Green jerseys, and we'd be warming up in the corner and just kind of talking smack about the little old Cowboys. But believe me, after that big time when uh, Mike didn't take us out anymore, you know, Mike was the king <laughs> of the castle at that point. <laughs> him, him and Emmett and all those big linemen, you know, they were the first guys at the mess table at the Pro Bowl. They got the best seats in it. And so we knew the Cowboys' time were there. Wow, great stuff by Eric Allen, who played 14 years in the National Football League, now semifinalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Hit him on Twitter at EricAllen619, joining Freddie Coleman and Harry Douglas and Freddie Harry on ESPN Radio. You are a guy that was a master of pick sixes. Out of your 54 career interceptions, six were returned for touchdowns. You, the last player, have four of those in a season until Deron Bland of the Dallas Cowboys surpassed that this year. As an Eagles <laughs> player, what was it like seeing a cowboy break your record like Deron Bland did this year? Hey, Freddie Harry, obviously it was on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting down with the family. There's about 20 of us eating Thanksgiving. And, you know, we're on that second helping. You know, Lynn throws down on the mac and cheese. We're sitting there, and I have nephews of all ages. And the kid, I see it. He jumps it, undercuts it. I'm like, oh, my goodness, this dude's about to take it to the house. And so he scores, and everybody turns around, and Uncle E, he broke your record. Now, that's cool. It's been a long time. It was 30 years. It's okay. It's about time he breaks the record. But I had another year when I had two or three tosses, so he has a long way to go. But just the incredible uh, read on those plays. I kind of went back and looked at him. Good young guy. He sits on the route. Great hands takes to the house, and the move at the end was was typical cornerback play taking it to the house. So I'm glad for that young man. But hopefully, against the Eagles, we don't see any of that. So uh, <laughs> our Eagles will kind of get back on the winning track after getting beat down by the 49ers. Yeah, I'll tell you, man, when you play the game for a very, very long time at a high level, people love to be recognized for their work, right? You've been named as a semifinalist for the 2024 Pro Football Hall of Fame class. Uh, how much does that honor mean to you, and have you thought about it any uh, recently? Yeah, guys, so this is the fourth time I've been a semifinalist. And while you're playing, you know, towards the end of your career and you have numbers and you're like, hey, you know, you start thinking about what are the numbers I need to hit to put myself in that group of players. Mm-hmm. All my career, you know, I've always been, you know, Dion or Rob Woodson. I helped a young Charles Woodson. And I just thought you get 50 interceptions and just like home runs, you know, 500, you're automatically in. Right. But the weight of the Super Bowl weighs a lot. And not until maybe early this year, as I say to myself, listen, the numbers are the numbers. I played in a great time. I played against multiple Hall of Famers. And but I need to promote myself a little bit, right? right. <laughs> this is not something that you can kind of put the numbers out there. And we're to the point now where there's a lot of people who are probably voting that 
have never seen me play. They can turn on YouTube, or but they haven't seen me play in the impact that I hope I had on every Sunday or Monday when I'm going against Jerry or I'm going against Michael Irvin or Isaac Bruce or whatever the guy is. And so that's the point that hopefully this is that final time that I can kind of take the clock back, sit down, evaluate me when I played, kind of understand what it took to be a corner. I never once took a rep at safety. I didn't transition. I played all 14 years on the corner, left, right, inside. So I have a lot of uh, a lot of respect for the guys that are in there, uh, but it is definitely my time. Real quick before we let you go, because I'm with you. Personally, I thought you should have been in the Pro Football Hall of Fame long before being in the semifinals this year, but that's neither here nor there. But I'm glad you right. talked about politicking for yourself. How much did a guy like Drew Pearson doing that kind of say to yourself, you know what, I'm going to have to probably do the same exact thing. <laughs> You're right. And it, it took some guys who are really good sports writers from Philly and Oakland to kind of step to me this year before the process started. said, hey, EA, listen, we know you're a great player, but those are the guys, some of the guys at ESPN who we've worked with, I'm not going to drop any names right now, they shouted out and called me out like, hey, man, you need to promote this a little bit more. So right. I just appreciate everybody, man, and, and those great times with you, yeah. uh, Freddie, you know, mm-hmm. working. I went right from the football field right to ESPN. And 14 years there, had just great relationships and had a great time mm-hmm. time there, kind of growing up in the business. And uh, now I'm working for the Raiders. So everything's good. You just got to get that push yeah. so I can get that gold jacket so I can uh, have you at the party on on uh, on Super Bowl. Well, put it this way. That'll be a party that I will be, definitely show up with bells on. <laughs> Not if or when that happens. Eric Allen, semifinals of the Pro Football Hall of Fame on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Back to your Philadelphia Eagles. A lot of people are putting their struggles, even though they were 10-1 and one before they got taken apart yeah. by the San Francisco 49ers. A lot of people are placing a lot of that blame on Jalen Hurts. Injured right. or not injured, what are you seeing from him this year that you didn't see from yeah. them last year when they got to the Super Bowl? Yeah, guys, obviously outside the pocket last year, he was just marvelous. He was so good outside the pocket creating those plays for those talented receivers. Right now, they have issues in the red zone. Like offensively, you got to get in the red zone. you got to score touchdowns. And that's really the one issue they're not really – able to run the ball in the red zone. So now all the pressure is on those receivers, and without a tight end, a steady tight end, they haven't been able to be productive in the red zone. And now you're really forcing this quarterback who's inside the pocket to try and make plays. And when you have the 49ers, and they only have to rush four guys and can get after you with those great defensive ends they have, and then maybe one of the best middle linebackers we've seen you know, since maybe Bobby Wagner was in his prime, those guys can get after you. And the secondary is really well. I mean, they are coached well. They play well. They play sticky defense. So right now, it's noticeable. The 49ers are the best team in the National Football League. And the Eagles, without that pressure up front and without that offense being able to allow Jason, uh, excuse me, Al Jason to get outside the pocket, they're going to really struggle, particularly in the red zone. Yeah, that's a great point because last week they had opportunities down there and they got six points, and that allowed the San Francisco 49ers to actually stay in that matchup early <laughs> on. Now I would say the other, yeah. the, other the, early, uh, the, the other big game 
we have the Bills and the Chiefs. How much pressure is mm-hmm. on Josh Allen to play mistake-free football? Well, he, he's never going to play mistake-free football. He, he's similar to uh, Brett Favre. And Brett was a gunslinger. He was going to, you know, make those uh, big-time throws, but he's going to throw some interceptions. The thing with the Bills, they have to play better defense. And I know they lost their middle linebacker early in the season, but they have to find a way to get a lead and keep a lead, allowing the Bills not to have to throw the ball all the time to kind of rely on that running game a little bit, which you have to do, obviously, when you're playing the Chiefs. But it's going to be really important that Josh does a really great job on first down. Those are the things that I continue to see on first down. Instead of taking that chance, that's when you have to check it down, right? You don't have to make the big play on every play. On first down in particular, you're trying to win on first down. You're trying to get five to six yards, put yourself in a situation where you're third and manageable. And we just haven't seen that from the Bills consistently. It's just been too many take shots. I'm going to come out and first down. I'm going to throw the bomb. Got to get my guys involved. I think that's really the issue. They'll have an opportunity against the Chiefs because offensively the Chiefs are struggling a little bit also with the receiver drops. And I just don't think right now that the quarterback, Mahomes, is really confident with that off the line protecting for two or three seconds. Outstanding, outstanding stuff because he knows his stuff about football. He didn't just play for 14 <laughs> years, but he knows to talk about it. Hey, Pro Football Hall of Fame, stop doing this when it comes to Eric Allen being on the outside looking in. He should be on the inside looking out. He is Eric Allen. He's a BOS brother to show. Hit him on Twitter, Eric Allen 619 Well, no, EA, I got to ask you about Terry Rubisky because, you know, he was my coach. Oh, Lord. <laughs> he was my coach my entire career. Give me a good robo story. Oh, Lord. <laughs> well, no, no. See, I can't give you a good one because we missed each other. We missed, oh. <laughs> we, yeah, we missed, we missed each other. But our locker rooms in Philadelphia, we were like brothers, right? So we, Jerome Brown obviously passed away. He was the starter of that. we go to Miami, guys, and he would shut the city down for us Eagles. If we're in Miami, if we're in Tampa, just some great times with Jerome and his family. I dearly miss him. Likewise with Reggie White. But those two guys were the roosters in the shack. And when those guys <laughs> came to town, believe me, we had great times. <laughs> no doubt about that. I love it. Oh, my goodness. EA, always a pleasure, my brother. Can't wait to catch with you soon. Good luck with everything. We'll talk to you soon. And thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry, my man. Hey, man, thanks, you guys. You guys have a great show, man. Great talking to you. Oh, he is one of my favorites of all time. He is- I love working with former NFL players, and I've been really, really blessed that the guys I've had a chance to work with are guys like Harry Douglas, Antonio Pierce, and Eric Allen. Harry, I can't tell you how much fun we had doing the NFL and ESPN radio. I would do that show for six hours, and guys like Eric Allen, Marcellus Wiley as well. Mike Dicker would stop by for two hours. It was always an entertaining conversation. It was always, always a fun show to have a chance to do that with guys like you who made it so easy to do shows like that, my friend. Appreciate that, man. EA, I used to watch him playing football grow up, grow up, man. Growing up, mm-hmm. like he, he, he was a beast. Yeah, he had one of my favorite interceptions of all time against my Jets team where the Jets were kicking the you-know-what out of Philadelphia Eagles. At one point, it was 24 to nothing. Johnny Mitchell, they drafted a tight end, had three touchdowns in the first half. Boomer Sison was the quarterback. And the Eagles just kept coming back and coming back and coming back. Randall Cunningham got injured that game. And as Sison throws a pass towards the end zone, EA gets it in the end zone, intercepts it. And I swear, Harry, he ran <laughs> 200 yards just to run for a 100-yard touchdown. That wasn't even the best moment. The best moment was... He gets the football, 
goes to Randall Cunningham, who's on crutches, seeing him score a touchdown, and hands Randall Cunningham the football. Wow. One of my favorite moments. It happened against my team. I didn't give a bleep. I said, man, that's one of the, that shows how much that Randall Cunningham meant to that football team. Yep. That Eric Allen made one of those signature plays, calling it a comeback, and you hand the football to your quarterback that got injured. That told me exactly kind of character both of those guys have. No yeah. doubt about that. Man, tremendous. I love Eric. He is Harry Dose, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. We're calling this weekend in the NFL. Who needs to check themselves the most and why? We want to hear from you in the Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. It's an NFL check yourself weekend. Who needs to check themselves the most and why? Bill in Illinois, what you got for us, my friend? Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hello? Go ahead, Bill. We got you. Dad, uh, Detroit Lions. I got it. Defense, man. They're bad. Yeah, I, I would say this about their defense. I think, number one, their pass rush, right? And that's a, another reason why they brought in Bruce Irvin, who actually had some decent snaps he really did, yeah. when he was in the game versus the New Orleans Saints. Also, uh, we know what Aiden Hutchinson can do. McNeil, he just got a big injury from one of their guys who who's had a lot of production this season, five sacks on the year. So that's another key component to their defensive line, getting pressure on the quarterback that's not going to be out there for a few weeks for them. And then on the back end, I think just understanding and making the plays when they're presented to themselves, they had a lot of third and long situations that they forced New Orleans Saints into, and they weren't able to capitalize on those opportunities and allow the Saints to get back in that football game. This is what happens. You get everybody's attention, and all of a sudden you're the hunted and not the hunter. This is what happens. And I always think about that when a team that had not been in this position for a long time comes to Detroit – and now you're getting everybody's best shot because, oh, that team is good. Man, we better bring it to the table against the Lions. They're not just a Sunday on the schedule. Man, if we can beat that team, that could be a good yard marker for us in terms of where we are, where we want to be. That's what happens when you become the hunted 
and not the hunter. And it's happened really, really quick this season for that team in Detroit called the Lions, no matter whether they win or whether they lose. Jimmy in St. Louis on a Check Yourself weekend in the NFL. Who needs to check themselves the most and why? Go ahead, Jimmy in St. Louis. Let's move Am on. I this. on? Yeah, yes, you're on, Jimmy. What you? I said, who needs to check themselves the most this weekend in the NFL? Yeah. My name isn't Jimmy. I'm Jason in Illinois. Okay. Let's move on. We run out of time. Sorry, I'm not trying to be rude here, but you said Jason, Illinois. We're waiting for your point, and we're just going to move on. Kenneth in South Carolina to check yourself weekend, my friend. Who needs to check themselves the most in the NFL? Uh, thank you for taking my call. Sure. Oh, my gosh. I was waiting to get on this, get on the air. Uh-huh. I love your show. Thank you. I mean, like, awesome show. I mean, Freddie and, and you know, and, and here's, here's the thing right here. Um, okay, like the NFC South. Like, I'm wondering anybody, the winner is going to finish with a losing record <laughs> in that division. And no, no, no. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not laughing because ago, you're wrong. Remember? I'm laughing because you're probably right. That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and his thing right here, his thing right. Here. Remember Beast Mode? Saint, uh, I think it was uh, the New Orleans Saints. Oh yeah. When they yep. played Seattle, I think. Well, actually, no. Yeah, they played up in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ended up losing the game. Now there was talk about it. Like there was, you know, a lot of commotion about it, but nothing never happened. But just wondering, I'm just putting the the lead should be on notice about that. If you finish with a losing record. And as a division winner, then perhaps they may leave that division winner out, or they're going to have to play um, a winning a winning team as a wild card. And so I was wondering about that. Well, uh, one thing I know about the league, they do love certain traditions that they've had mm-hmm. for a while, and um, I don't think the NFC South winner is going to have a losing record. I think the NFC South winner is going to have a winning record. Okay. Thank you, thank you, Falcons. Uh, okay. So you're banking on the Falcons being nine and eight? That's what you're telling me? Or eight, eight might, and one? Might be better than that. You think the Falcons get the ten wins? Let's go. I, I love your confidence. I love your blind faith. <laughs> <laughs> I love that all. <laughs> as far as that goes, if, whoever gets the nine wins, that's a runaway potentially in the NFC South. As far as that goes, but if you're the Atlanta Falcons, if you want to get there. You can't lose this weekend. It's big weekend. Is, it is a big, big, big weekend. weekend. It's a big weekend all over the place in the NFL, not just involving the Cowboys and the Eagles or the Bills and the Chiefs. Plenty of these games have plenty of questions and plenty of answers. We'll bring you both next on Freddie and Harry. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The NBA's in-season tournament championship on ESPN Radio. James, reverse game. LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers go head-to-head with Tyrese Halliburton and the Indiana Pacers. Coverage of the NBA in-season tournament championship begins tomorrow at 8 Eastern with tip-off at 8.30 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ABC. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. This is Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Love Friday. It is a Love Friday edition of Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance with my man Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on SiriusXM Channel 80, the ESPN app, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. As usual, it gets this time of year. That's when the NFL really, really gets good. You know what else gets good? There are plenty of things we need to know and plenty that we can't wait to tell you that you know. Oh, my goodness! To the end Got some questions I want answers. NFL questions and answers. Oh, baby. Give me everything you got. With Freddie and Harry. Rams at Ravens. 
This should be a win for the Ravens, and here's why. One, they're a better football team. Two, they're a better football team. And three, Lamar Jackson is 18-1 and one in his career, Harry, against NFC opponents. The only loss happened last year to the Giants in 2022. Ravens number one in scoring defense in the National Football League. But Matthew Stafford, seven touchdown passes in the last two games after throwing nine in the first nine games of the season. What do you know? What do you want to see? Well, I know, Freddie, the Baltimore Ravens is the best team in the AFC, in my opinion, right now. And I know Lamar Jackson has the weapons and that defense is playing a lot better than people thought it was at this juncture in the season. Mm-hmm. What I need to see, though, because the Los Angeles Rams, they're not out of anything. They're in eighth place right now, 4-1 and one in, the, in the division, and they're playing really well. Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup, Kyron Williams at the running back position, young running back out of Notre, out of Notre Dame. Matthew Stafford and company. I want to see can those guys have the biggest win of their season and stay in this playoff race. Here's what I know. This game is going to feel like a divisional game, even though one plays the NFC and one plays the NFC. AFC, excuse me. The AFC North and NFC West are so similar. It's going to look like and feel like a divisional game fist fight involving these two, even though they're not in the same division. That's what I know. What do I need to see? Can Matthew Stafford continue this renaissance? I know the first nine games, nah. The last couple of games, <laughs> that elbow looks right and ready. That ball's <laughs> hitting guys in spots. He's putting that ball on their face mask, on their chest. Guys don't have to reach. He's been deadly, deadly accurate in the last couple of games. I want to see if he can do that against the number one scoring defense in the NFL when it comes to the Baltimore Ravens. Jaguars at Browns. Well, something has to give. The Jaguars are the only undefeated team that plays on the road in the NFL. They're 5-0. and They've won six-plus road games in the season, twice won team history, 1999-2005. On the other side, the Browns are 5-1 and one at home. They've won three straight since their only home loss to the Ravens in week four. So, Harry, what do you know? What do you need to see? What I know is that Trevor Lawrence and his avail- availability for this game is up in the air. Mm-hmm. I think he might be out there playing, yeah. but that decision has not been made yet. What I want to see, I want to see how the uh, Cleveland Browns are going to bounce back because they got throttled last week by the Los Angeles Rams and Matthew Stafford, who we just finished talking about. How is that defense going to come out and play after getting embarrassed a week ago? Here's what I know. Oh, Trevor Lawrence playing. We're not going to have a booby mile situation <laughs> Friday Night Lights, and they say he ain't playing. Oh, no, Trevor Lawrence is going to play. How effective <laughs> he's going to be, we'll see. But that's what I know. That bro going to be out there making 47 straight starts starting in the National Football League. What do I need to see? If Joe Flacco can continue to turn back the clock. That looked pretty mm. good, even though they lost to the Rams. I'm thinking, wow, that guy was literally on the couch about three weeks ago, and he looked pretty effective. Can he make it back-to-back weeks when the Browns need to have it at home against that Jacksonville defense that you know – Want to show they were a lot better than they were on Monday night. That's what I need to see. Colts at Bengals. So which backup quarterback is going to be the backup quarterback? By the way, these two played each other in college. Jake Browning at Washington, Gardner Mitchell at Washington State. Back then, Washington beat Washington State when they were both top 20 in the country, 28-15 to 15 back in 2018. Mm. First meeting in the NFL between these two since that happened. So what do you know and what do you want to see? I know what Shane Steichen is doing as the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts is remarkable. He has everyone on board. Even when they lost their starting quarterback, Anthony Richardson, Gardner Minshew has been really good for this football team. But that defense, I know 
it's really good at sacking a the quarterback. They're mm-hmm. second in, in the National Football League right now. Now, what I want to see, I want to see can Jake Browning, after that amazing performance going 32 or 37 and having over 300-something yards passing in that one touchdown to Jamar Chase on a long one explosive play, yeah. I want to see can he do it two weeks in a row. Yeah. Especially against a defense that's really good sacking the quarterback, a team that's in the playoff race with the sixth seed right now. So I want to see, can Jake Browning have another outing like he had last week? Here's what I know. Jamar Chase will not have to worry about being George Pickens and not getting the football. Mm, he getting the no. football early. He getting the football late. He you getting know? the football often. Short, medium, deep, that ball is going to be in his hands because why are you keeping your hand out of the best player? And, boy, Cincinnati said it be known. We're going to find a way to get that guy to football. And, boy, did that work in fine fashion on Monday versus Jacksonville. They're so juvenile behind the scenes when it comes to Devin, Nick, <laughs> and also Shannon. What do I need to see? I can't wait to see exactly if this Indianapolis Colts team, having this kind of attention, how they're going to be able to measure up. Because a lot of people probably looked around and said, the Colts are what? They're where? Them? Mm-hmm. They are a good football team that nobody is talking about enough in a division where – we could have three teams, not out of the north, but out of the south making the playoffs involving the Colts, the Texans, and the Jaguars. That's what I need to see. If this Colts team can enjoy the moment and revel in that moment, part of NFL Answers and Questions here on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Seahawks at 49ers. Boy, what? Can, I'll just leave it to you, Harry. What do we know? What do we need to see? Because we saw enough from San Francisco and from the Seahawks. It was good on one side and bad on the other side last weekend. What I know is that the San Francisco 49ers, this is easy. The San Francisco 49ers are the best team in the National Football League right now. Mm -hmm. What I want to see, I want to see can the Seattle Seahawks put a complete game together in all three phases. Offense, defense, and special teams. You can't have the offense doing their job, and then the defense not doing their job. And it can't be vice versa. And then special teams, have they have to play their part as well. When you're going against a team like San Francisco, collectively as a group, everyone has to be on point. Now, what I want to see, I want to see Geno Smith mm-hmm. versus those, what you call them, bloodthirsty pirates. Those bloodthirsty pirates in San Francisco, yes. I want to see how efficient you're going to be. What he said. I want to see if you're going to be a difference maker. Yeah, what Harry said. Let's move on. Lions at Bears. The Lions are looking for their first 10-win season in nine years. Back then, they were 11-5. and five. Only the Commanders have a longer active drought without a 10-win season. Jack Goff has been terrific. Four straight games with at least two, in, two passing touchdowns. He hasn't done that in five straight since 2019. So in a game where Mother Nature play a factor in terms of weather and wind, what do you know about Lions and Bears, Harry? What do you need to see? Well, I know the last time these two teams matched up, and this happens, happened to be indoors, that Jared Goff threw three interceptions. Mm-hmm. Now, I also know that the Lions fought through those turnovers and found a way to win the football game. What I want to see, though, I want to see Jared Goff in the cold weather. Mm-hmm. I want to see Jared Goff when it, when it might be a little misty outside, when the ground's going to be wet. I want to see how he's going to be able to throw through that wind in Chicago that's cutting you like a blade. <laughs> and I mean cutting you like a blade. Yeah, they call it the Windy City for a reason. That when that hawk gets out there. And the Hawk does not play any favorites when it comes to that win and potential weather situations regarding these two. Here's what I know. This game is going to have all the makings of a close game going into the fourth quarter. The Bears may not be a good fo- – no, let me rephrase. The Bears are not a good football team, but divisional play at home with the weather elements are more in your favor than Detroit's favor. It's going to be a close ball game. 
with about eight minutes to play in the fourth quarter. I think it's a less than four-point game either way involving that one. That's what I know. What do I want to see? If Justin Fields can do it again, Ooh. it seems that he runs for a lot of yards against the Detroit Lions. He's the only quarterback with three games of 100 yards rushing versus single opponent since 1950. He's done it three straight times against the Detroit Lions. That's what I want to see. If the Lions can keep Justin Fields from running <laughs> downhill on him on them like he's a running back in the National Football League. That Buccaneers at Falcons. So we got the Buccaneers against the Fighting Harry Douglases. The Atlanta Falcons are undefeated in division games in the NFC South. They are 3-0, and only one of three teams this season to be undefeated in their division. On the other side, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that Mike Evans guy is getting a lot more targets with Baker Mayfield saying, I better get the ball to that guy. What do you know? What do you need to see? Freddie, I'm glad you brought up Mike Evans, man. I, I love the way he plays the game of football. Ten years in the National Football League, all ten years, he has eclipsed uh, 1,000 yards receiving. Yeah, That's not easy to do. And, and I think people say it like it's easy. It's not easy to do. But he's been consistent throughout his entire career. Now, what I want to see in this matchup, both quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and also Desmond Ritter of the Atlanta Falcons. I want to see which quarterback is going to put the team on their back the most and the best and get a victory in this division game. Here's what I know. The first team, the 21, is going to win this game. I firmly believe that. Whoever gets the 21 first, that's going to be the team that's going to win this ball game, and that's going to be the team that's going to be in first place. That's what I know. What do I need to see? If the Atlanta Falcons are going to score 30 points, they're one of six teams in the NFL that have not scored 30 points in a game this season. It's them, the Patriots, the Steelers, the Titans, the Cardinals, and the Panthers. The last time they scored 30 points in a game, no, it's not when Harry Douglas was playing. It was back in week 18 last year when they beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 30-17. to 17. So that's what I need to see, Harry. If your Falcons get the 30, why are you smiling so hard, though? Why are you smiling so hard, Freddie? I'm a victim of somebody's evil plan as far as that goes. I'm just putting it out there that if your Falcons get the 30 points, they're probably going to win this game since the last time they did it was against Tampa Bay last year. Go, birds, go. That's all we got to say about that. <laughs> football doubleheader Sunday. You have another set of birds, the Baltimore Ravens. They host the Los Angeles Rams, followed by the Minnesota Vikings at the Las Vegas Raiders. Coverage begins at noon Eastern time at select ESPN radio stations. He has Mr. Falcon himself, Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. I'm Freddie and Harry. We're going to have our picks for the weekend when it comes to against our ESPN radio family. Plus, in other news, how do you take a bullet hole in an MRI machine? Excuse me. That happened to somebody. You'll find out who that unfortunate victim was next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Hey, it's your resident Super Bowl champ, Chris Cannon, coming up Monday. Just how convinced should you be that the Packers got it right with Jordan Love? It's Unsportsmanlike, 6 a.m. Eastern, right here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, and ESPNU. This is the Freddie and Harry Podcast on ESPN Radio. This is... Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. 
Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Love Friday. He is Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together in this Love Friday edition of Freddie and Harry. Thanks for joining us on Sirius XM Channel 80. And I always tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Before we get to our picks against our ESPN Radio family and what could possibly go wrong if you take a bullet somewhere in the MRI, we got to bring in Dwight in Dallas at 888-729-3776, mainly because Harry Douglas wants to take people to dinner tomorrow in Dallas. He's going to be down there for the Cowboys-Eagles game this weekend. He's taking people out to dinner, so keep hitting him by DMing him at hdouglas83 on Twitter and Instagram. And Dwight and Dallas kind of got this whole thing started. So, Dwight and Dallas, what you got, my brother? Hey, so I uh, love the fact that y'all talking about the Colts. So, I'm just going to uh, check in with the Colts. Of course, I'm in Dallas, but I'm from Indiana. Uh, so, we just got to really lock in. I mean, these last five games, I mean, we'll check in. Basically, we got to see who we are. We're going to figure out in Indiana who we are. Everybody around the league, I guess, not, I guess everybody in the city, kind of like, hey, we were thinking we get a high draft pick. Yeah, it was Shane Steichen's first year. And now everything, I mean, Minshew was kind of came in and did his thing. Um, defense has been doing their thing for the most part. Uh, so, yeah, it's just time to, to check in. I love the fact that we're getting the national attention. Uh, same with my Pacers, too. But, uh, yeah, but Colts, man, we just got to lock it in now. These last five games, all winnable games. Um, division on the line with the last game with Houston. Hey, Dwight not playing. Yeah, he's not. Not at all. Like, Dwight is on point. Uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> he, he loves his Colts. <laughs> and, and I got I to gotta let everyone know, man, uh-huh. Dwight is the very first person that I picked to come eat dinner with me tomorrow right. in Dallas. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say the restaurant. It's not a yet. really, really nice one, though. Yes, we've heard. Mm-hmm. So, Dwight is going to be able to come, man. So, I appreciate you being a faithful listener, my brother, and, you know, just – Giving us all the love possible. Yeah, no doubt about it. Like that. I mentioned, this is a community. So mm, yes. as soon as 7 o'clock hit, yeah. I'm picking three or four more people. So yeah, hit me yeah. up. And the best thing about our community, we value truth and honesty. I'm just putting it out there. If we find that you are untruthful and dishonest, we will kick you out of the family. Mm-hmm. We are not playing when it comes to that. Speaking of family, it's time for us to go against our family. It's all good fun unless somebody keeps losing. This is a challenge. Challenge. This is ESPN Radio's Pick'em Challenge. Right now we're in second place. One game behind Carlin versus Joe. They're 25-13-2. We're 24-14-2. Unsportsmanlike, 22-16-2. Game night, 22-16-2. Amber and Ian, 17-21-2. And Greeny, we're not even going to talk about him anymore. When you're that far behind, at that point you're no longer in the league. So where do we start? Well, we start with Broncos at Chargers. Chargers, a three-point favorite. So, Harry, I'll start with you. Chargers, three-point favorite against the Broncos in Los Angeles. What say you? Where do you land? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Chargers of this one. I think we've had so such subpar play from the Los Angeles Chargers, and they understand right. how valuable this game is. I think okay. they're going to win this one. Okay, Devin King, what about you? Man, 
I was set to pick the Broncos. Right. I thought Harry was too, so now it's throwing me off. Okay. <laughs> wow. Harry's been pretty good with these picks. I'm yes, rolling, he has. I'm rolling with my guy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> also, Shannon Penn, what you got, my friend? Yeah, I'll go with all Russell Wilson and everything. I'll go with the Broncos. All right. Nick Cardi, what about you? I'll go with the Broncos. I, don't, I still don't believe in Staley, and there's mm-hmm. no home field advantage in L.A. True. So I'm the tiebreaker. I'm going to go with Chargers. I think they find a way to win this by more than three points. I think they take care of their business. I want the Broncos to finally extinguish themselves in terms of being a winning team. I'm going with the Chargers as well. Bills at Chiefs. Chiefs are one-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. Nick Cardi, where do you land? I'll take 15 in red. I don't. The Bills are struggling for a reason. Chiefs pull it out. Okay. Devin Kane. Bills have success against the Chiefs. I'm going with the Bills. Right. I think this is a get, I think after all of the conversation on Josh Allen, I think right. he comes out firing. Okay, uh, Shannon, that's the problem coming out firing. Shannon Penn, what you got, my friend? <laughs> Give me a motivated Bills team coming off a bye. Give me the Bills. I'll say so. Two one in favor of the Bills. Harry Douglas. Yeah, I'm gonna go to Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. I just can't see them in the last six games going two and four. Yeah. Even if he selected the, the Bills, I was going with the Chiefs anyway. I'm with you. <laughs> the Chiefs are going to win by more than a point and a half. The wide receiver problems will be fixed just a little bit, even for one day. Josh Allen's going to play well, but it may not be enough. I'm with you. I got the Chiefs winning this one. Eagles at Cowboys. At one point, there's a two-and-a-half-point spread in favor of the Cowboys. It's now up to three-and-a-half points in favor of the Cowboys playing at home versus Dallas. Nick Cardi, where do you land? Eagles, Cowboys, Cowboys, three-and-a-half-point favorite. Cowboys haven't been able to win the big game in my entire lifetime. That doesn't change on Sunday. What are you, 10? I'm 25, <laughs> so that's even worse for the Cowboys. Give me the Eagles. Oh, boy, Devin Kane, they won big games in your lifetime. What you got, Devin? This is a tough one. It is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Give me the Eagles. Okay. No, I'm not surprised. The Three Eagles. and a half, the hook. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Shannon Penn. Yeah, I'll take the Cowboys at home. Oh, okay. All right. So we got two. One, we got one, two. Harry Douglas. I'm going Cowboys. Oh, I got to break the tie now? I'm going E-Cowboys. Now I'm not going to go to Eagles. <laughs> I got to go to Cowboys on this one. I think that offense will be just enough. It's going to be a shootout, that kind of game. I think the Cowboys win it when it's all said and done. Each and every night about this time, we give you a little something-something that's always newsworthy. It could be sports-related, not sports-related, but you know it better as... They may not be the top stories of the day. In other news. But you need to be in the know. This is In Other News. What could possibly go wrong if you bring a gun into an MRI machine? This, an unidentified Wisconsin woman, was left with a pair of extra holes in her booty when she took the loaded firearm into an MRI machine during a doctor's visit back in what? June. This 57-year-old had a handgun concealed in her person. She was slid into the MRI, but the machine's powerful magnets were engaged, the metal trigger tripped, and the gun Discharged. What? Lock her ass up. She going to jail. She going to jail. I'm still trying to figure out how she got a weapon into the MRI room. Just crazy. Just what, dumb. What are we doing, man? Just dumb. I mean, are you, are, are there like, you know, drive-by shootings and MRIs that you got to protect yourself? Man, put your hands behind your back. <laughs> put on these cuffs. Put your hands behind your back now. <laughs> I hope you'll be able to sit comfortably for a while. Have a great week and enjoy the NFL action part of Check Yourself Weekend in the NFL. Amber and Ian comes your way next. This has been Freddie and Harry on the My EDSPN Radio. Take care, God bless, and keep cool. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. 
You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast.